everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire, empower, and encourage young girls and women to dream without limitations. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Ms. Kay Doran, and she is a intuitive life coach, a speaker, and a shamanic healer and women's leadership coach. So I'm so excited to hear so much more about her story, her journey, and where she has been on the, her journey lately. So hi, Kay, how are you doing today? Uh, look, I'm so excited to be here. And um, yeah, I always love a great conversation. So I'm very happy to be here. I'm so ready, so ready to learn so much more about you and all the things, the great things that you have been doing. So go ahead and let the audience know a little bit more about you and what you do. Yeah, well, I'm a, 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 you know, a wife, a mother, a grandmother, and uh, I'm making myself sound very old now, but I, I started <laughs> my journey um, sort of a similar age to you, I suppose, back in my early 20s, and I found myself sort of on a spiritual path, for lack of a better word, and a journey of self-discovery. I really grew up feeling like I was the misfit you know, that I didn't quite fit in, that, mm. um, you know, anger, self-loathing, frustration, um, needs feeling like they weren't met, but just with this heart and desire just to connect with people. You know, mm. it was like my motto was, can't we all just be friends? You know, when mm. things were very clicky, as it can be for, for girls and then teenagers growing up, and my thing was, can't we all just be friends? So, right. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I ended up with a car accident that led me into um, a lot of pain that wasn't able to be fixed. So I learned to meditate and I suppose things sort of started from there. And then I found myself running my own business. I hadn't sought it. It sort of just kept unfolding mm -hmm. and coming to me um, mm -hmm. where I was teaching meditation, personal development, all the skills and things that I'd learned on how to transform my life and my sense of self-worth that sort of led into coaching and the shamanic healing work as well. So it probably sounds a little bit strange to have coaching on one hand and then this sort of spiritual shamanic energy healing work on the other. But my business name, Inner Expressions, really is because I'm a leadership, women's leadership and life coach and the shamanic healer. Mm -hmm. And to me, leadership starts from within. Everything yes. for me starts from within and sort of leads from there out into the world. Um, mm -hmm. I don't think in terms of leadership of leading others, I think it's really leading ourselves and stepping forward. And then that if we're right. coming from an integral place and an inclusive space, then we naturally will lead others. And as you say, into their own personal power and want to be part of that sort of collective energy, you know, mm -hmm. that really, I am who I am and I honor who you are. I have mm -hmm. my skills, you have your skill sets. You know, I have my gifts, you have your gifts. If we can bring them mm -hmm. together collaboratively, what a beautiful world, what a beautiful business, what a, you know, yeah. what a beautiful company we're sort of working in. Mm -hmm. um, so hence the name Inner Expressions. And I ran this business and it really just sort of started, as I said, organically. Um, and I was doing my journey as then others were asking and seeking for my help. Um, and when I got into my 40s, I'd been doing this then for about 20 years, raising children, 
you know, I was so used to people mm. seeking me out. And I think I hit what I term and which is what I love to work with, with, with women is their comfort zone, mm. you know, where we sort of plateau out and we yeah. stop growing and we stop challenging ourselves. And, you know, we come up with all these excuses and, and I felt the draw that it was time for me. All of this was becoming sort of, it sounds terrible, but too easy. There was no challenge left for me in it. The way I was working, I knew how to do it. It was just second nature. So mm -hmm. I actually went out into the workforce. And I can tell you now, that was terrifying. Being in my 40s, running my own business for 20 years, people seeking me out and going mm -hmm. into the workforce was very frightening at, at that right. age. <laughs> but it was sort of like now or never. And how do I take those skills and put them into a resume? Mm -hmm. You know, and um, I ended up in, in sort of management and sales roles and team building roles where I started to experience bullying. Wow. I recognise now that I've actually had it a lot through my life with, you know, mm. um, jealous females and then, you know, nasty, which is bullying. But this was like right in my face bullying. And I probably stepped into that world, to be honest, a little bit naive. Mm -hmm. because I was used to people seeking me out. I was used to people wanting to develop themselves and grow and be insightful. And so it was a real slap in the face and a shock to the system. But every role that I progressed in quite quickly, I was still experiencing that. And then I, then I experienced bullying from upper management. Wow. And, you know, long story short, I was meant to have those 10 years out in that workforce because it really, I've always been resilient, but it really strengthened that muscle of resilience. It mm -hmm. really made me stop and go, what are my values? Mm -hmm. Where are my boundaries? What am I willing to put up with and not put up with? You know, where am I settling for second best in order for the dollar mm -hmm. um, and, and a sense of security? And it led me on a journey back um, and I'd never completely stopped my business, but it was very small scale then on, on the side, as you can imagine, you're tired doing your day job and right. That, but it, you know, it's hard. Well, it's tough. Yeah. It led me, it led me back to what my passion is. And I've realized I had to do that because if I'd been in this business and only this business for 30 years, mm -hmm. I couldn't relate to the women in particular, then out in the workforce, wanting to transition from their job, maybe into up-leveling in the company or their job and wanting to come to their business or being bullied and settling. And, you know, so it added more tools to my tool belt and it made me even more passionate about, this mm -hmm. is my life purpose. This is my passion. Um, I'm well and truly armed and it's just time to come back and listen to that voice of power and potential within and mm -hmm. stop settling. No, most definitely. No, most yeah. definitely. I agree. I love there's so many great gems that you just mentioned in your story that I'm just sitting here like, oh my gosh, I want to talk about that, 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 that. You know, you have motherhood, making sure that things flow organically. And there's just so much more in there. So I want to talk about, you know, making sure that things are organic. I feel like a lot of times we have to focus, we're trying so hard to start something that we're focused on not, you know, the things that come to us easily. Like for instance, you, you were in this business before you even made it a business. So it just kind of came to you 
and flow to you. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes we, we ignore the things that come to us so easily and try to go after something that's hard for us. Yeah. And you know what, that, that's so true because after having that very organic business that grew and grew and grew and I was on radio interviews and I was working one-on-ones and corporately and privately and tribally because of my mm -hmm. shamanic energy, spiritual sort of side, but I'm very much about a foot in both worlds. But what happened for me is after then going out and sort of being in more a corporate world, mm -hmm. coming back, I thought, okay, I've got to get a coach, right? Mm -hmm. Got to get a coach. And it's always, to me, a good coach should always have a better coach or a mm -hmm. coach that has skill sets that I yet don't have. Um, right. The same thing in healing. A great healer should, should be seeing somebody for their own well-being mm -hmm. and energy alignment. But what happened for me is something became a little bit pulled apart. Mm -hmm. So my first coach was saying, you're either this or you're this. Mm -hmm spiritual and shamanic or your leadership and and I was trying to be a part of myself but not my whole self right and I'm a very eclectic human being mm -hmm. you know in my day I've ridden motorbikes I can put on a suit and walk into you know a networking or, or corporate event mm -hmm. and then I can be a little bit bohemian and a little bit gypsy and a little bit do you know what I mean it's I love to dance uh -huh. so no, I'm definitely. all different personalities but mm -hmm. I have to let them all have, it's actually all of it is who I am. Mm -hmm. and I think we go through life and I know I sort of did that through my teenage years where we're trying to adapt to what we think is acceptable. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, I fell back into that. So, okay, yeah. so I've got to start this business. I'm up leveling it. I'm really focusing it on the coaching, but I, you know, and, and it's very hard to take away a big part of who I am and what made me feel empowered and self-confident, which is mm -hmm. that spiritual energetic shamanic side. Mm -hmm. And after a while that started to feel wrong. Like I, I just felt so lost and right. nothing much was happening. And mm -hmm. it didn't make sense to me because I'd done 20 years where I, it just, just right. grew organically. <laughs> And you know what? Here's an interesting thing. In, this is another betrayal upon myself. And you've got to realize mm. I've been working on myself longer than the 30 years I've been working on people, but we're all subject to this human condition. Yeah. And I stayed paying this coach longer than I knew I needed to because I'd handed a certain amount of power mm. over to this person. And then in the end, it was like screaming at me and I, and I stopped. And then I started the journey of reintegrating all these elements of myself. Mm -hmm. And now you can see it when you look at my website, it's sort of like who, a women's leadership and life coach and a shamanic healer. And a, but you know what? You can't take away integral parts of who you are. Mm -hmm. They don't always have to make sense. Mm -hmm. and it's okay to be eclectic mm -hmm. and have all these different expressions but they've actually all got a a, a part to play in our life mm -hmm. and it's about embracing each and every one of them and nothing will unfold unless you're being in business or in life or in relationships the full mm -hmm. authenticity of who you are and what's made you who you are all the experiences right. and you know, all of it. 
Right. No, I totally agree. Um, I feel like it's it's crazy because we're all connected in some sort of way. If you're listening in, Kay is in Australia. She lives in Australia. I'm in Florida, United States. So just to see that we go through the same things, even though we are on different continents and that we still yep. experience the same, you know, type of life experiences. And I think that society tries to break us down to say, okay, you may like these different things, but you need to just pick one because it's going to confuse us. And because it confuses society, we have to kind of dwindle ourselves down a little bit and say, okay, I'll have to make a choice just so that it satisfies everyone else instead of satisfying yourself. Um, I have a great example. Um, when, when I was going to high school, we had magnet programs and I was an artsy person as well as a science person. I wanted to be a doctor, but I also wanted to do acting and singing and all of those things. So yeah. there were two different schools and I was like, oh my God, like I, they won't let me do both. How can I do both? Um, so I had to make a choice and make a choice to just give up one of my things and do that as an extracurricular outside of school and just make a choice to do this one thing in school. So I think Sometimes society tells us, oh, you can't really do multiple things. You can't do all of the things that you want to do. You just need to stick to one and be good at it and just keep doing that for the rest of your life. And I think that's a concept that has to be re revisited within ourselves. We try to yeah. let uh, others dictate how we live our life. And essentially, it causes us to be unhappy. And, you know, that's a, that's a beautiful thing that you've just spoken about there, too. So, you know, in the world that we're in now, and, um, you know, if you're in university or school or whatever it might be, and you're being feeling mm -hmm. like you're having to make a choice, mm -hmm. don't give up the other. Find another way to express that in your life. Yes. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. if you have to choose, okay, I'm going to study to be a doctor or whatever, but I, I love to dance. Well, just make yes. sure you've got dance in your life or just make mm -hmm. sure you've got art in your life or, you know, just make sure you've got whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But even it's also... Um, the best life you can do is the expression of you. Mm -hmm. I agree. And in the good, bad and the ugly, because part of my work is really also about understanding how the mind works mm -hmm. and how energy works. And, you know, for me, it's about integration and acceptance. Everyone talks about self-love. Mm -hmm. But I, I prefer to say self-acceptance because if you go self-love, we automatically go, right. oh, all the good parts of me, all the so-called mm -hmm. positive parts of me. Right. But, but self-acceptance is in the human condition, I'm just a human being, even at 55 and you're at, what, 23, mm -hmm. but you don't grow out of still doing the human journey of growth right. and having to learn and being influenced by the unconscious non-truths and stories mm -hmm. it's about unmasking that so for me self-acceptance and integration are the keys so if I suddenly end up angry and then I'm not a very nice person and I say not very nice <laughs> things I need to accept and understand and embrace that to integrate it mm -hmm. for it to settle down if right. that makes sense so it's not like a tantrum throwing child coming out but mm -hmm. if I'm trying to be somehow perfect we're all perfectly imperfect. Right. So it doesn't mean, okay, I'm condoning that behavior. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, 
I'm calling out for something. There's something a little bit deeper going on. I need to learn right. one to forgive myself mm-hmm. and to search for what that is. What what part of me is calling out in that behaviour? Mm-hmm. What what part? What deeper part of me is trying to tell me something? Right, asking yourself questions and understanding yeah. why you're feeling a certain way. I think sometimes we feel a certain way and we kind of know why, but we kind of try to suppress it so that we feel like, okay, I'm acting out, but I don't really know why. So that gives me an excuse to be like this because I'm not going to visit the real reason behind these actions that I'm taking. Yeah, and be nice to ourselves. I mean, you know, if a child came to you and said, I'm ugly, I'm horrible, and I don't know enough, and I'm never going to achieve anything, would you go, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 of course you're <laughs> ugly. Of course you But that's how we speak to ourselves. Right. You know, and instead child, of saying to someone, why do you feel like that? And getting yeah. them to express that and realize, okay, like, this is not really my thinking. It's someone else projecting this onto yeah. me, and now I feel like this about myself. And I still love you. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't go, oh, God, no, no, God, you're unlovable now. Or a child has a tantrum and go, sorry, but I can't love you now. Yet that's what we do to ourselves. Mm-hmm. So if we can start to sort of see what we're doing to ourselves and then why that behaviour gets amplified, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And it's like I had to have that coach to show mm-hmm. me that, after 20 years of doing the work that I was doing, which was a combination of, you know, um, rituals and energy work and, and coaching and, you know, because again, I'm a foot in both worlds and how the mind works and the emotions, mm. but also understanding energy. And a part of me had to separate that to go out into the workforce and be a, a manager and, you know, build teams and do sales and all the rest of it. Mm. I think... I can never get rid of that aspect of myself, but I think I just sort of went, calm down, girl. You know, you just <laughs> sit off to the side a little bit. And I needed that coach to show me that I can't blame her for saying that. Right. I needed that to go, no, hold on a moment. That doesn't feel how I'm struggling here to. Right. I couldn't doesn't find feel it. like me. You're saying this, but that's not how I feel. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I started to really feel that knife, that division of, and then it's like thinking too hard about what I was going to write, what I was going to say, how I was going to build my program. And then I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know, the, everyone calls it intuition. I don't like the word intuition because to me it sounds a bit airy-fairy like it's something that's not really an integral part of who we are. Mm-hmm. So I like to call it the voice of knowing, power and potential. Mm-hmm. We have, so the unconscious, the unconscious voice is guiding the subconscious and the subconscious will always say yes. Oh, mm-hmm. you don't deserve money? Okay, so we'll create experiences in your life for you to respond with that truth, right? Right. It creates our reality, for a lack of mm-hmm. a better word. But the unconscious mm-hmm. is full of non-truths and stories that we've Mm. bought into is true. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm not lovable. I'm not worthy. I don't know enough. Right? Mm. Right. They're non-truths. They feel very real because they react in the emotional body, Mm. but they're not real. The real truth is, and some people will call it the super conscious mind or intuition, but again, I like Mm. to call it the, you know, the voice of the power 
mm-hmm. and potential, a voice of knowing, because for me, that voice that says, hey, start a podcast. Start and a then you have that, that unconscious telling you, oh, you know, I don't know if this is the right uh, time for you. Yeah. Maybe you should hold off. Yes, I get, I definitely get it. Yeah. (laughs) But if we can understand that that voice that gives us that aspiration, that thought, get healthy, whatever it might be, because whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever change you want to make, it's all coming from that, that driver. If we go, you know what, that's actually the voice of my knowing. So you know how people will say to you, okay, so you're 23, what would you tell your 15 year old? You know, you hear that all the time. Right. If you could, if you could, talk, if you could contact your 15-year-old, what wisdom would you give her, mm-hmm. right? So when that voice of aspiration talks to it, that voice of knowing power and potential sparks us for a moment, mm-hmm. that's actually ourself in a future now moment that's already achieved that outcome going, come, come on, you've got it. It's already mm-hmm. done. It's already done. The problem right. is, because we don't understand that, we keep mm-hmm. feeding the unconscious, which right. keeps feeding the subconscious. You let it over- overpower. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I say to people, I get people back in the driver's seat of their life because generally who's driving at the moment is that unconscious, is that wounded self. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't want a child driving my car my life. No. <laughs> no, most definitely. And that kind of brings me to when you spoke about earlier, you know, being in motherhood and afraid of growing further, um, I think that kind of in itself is a notion that we experience as women. I myself haven't had children yet, but I've spoken to a lot of um, mothers on my show and it's kind of like you feel guilty for doing more for yourself after you've had children. I don't know if this is the same for everyone, but you you tell me what you feel about that. Um, in the Growth. In, the, in the early days, when I was bringing mm-hmm. um, my babies into the world, I was trying to be my mother. My mother was the stay-at-home mm-hmm. mom, and you know she put on dinner parties. My dad was the businessman, and she she knitted sweaters and she sewed clothes, and you know all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. And I tried so hard to be her until I realised I'm not her. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I had I had this idea that I needed at least twice a year to go away and have a weekend on my own of silence. Mm -hmm. Even though I knew that, because I was in my 20s, even though I knew that, it took me two years before I really fully gave myself permission. Wow. I had to unravel from all these expectations I put on myself about the kind of mother I should be. Mm-hmm. rather than the kind of mother that I am. Right. That's Everyone's what... different and you have to accept yourself for who you are and understand who you are. And just because you don't do the same things as someone else doesn't mean that you're not a good mother. Like there might be one mother, I see like videos of this one mom, she goes and I mean, she cuts all the food into little shapes and stuff just because you're not, you know, cutting food into shapes doesn't mean you're, you know, you're not a good mother, you know? So it's, you have to be real with yourself and be, have your expectations for yourself rather than what someone else is doing. One of, one of my, um, one of my coaching clients and, and I've, 
you know, she's actually been with me for 15 years. So we've actually become very good friends as well mm -hmm. as you know, um, collaborating. She's 10 years younger than me, but she started having children later than me. So her children are like 10, eight and five. Mm -hmm. And she's just been on holidays away with them. And she came back and she said, oh, my God, Kay. And I got back to my business. She has her own business um, that she's up-levelling. And mm -hmm. she said, it was so wonderful <laughs> to be back in my business doing what I do. Mm -hmm. And she's learned over the years not to feel guilty about that, that she's actually mm -hmm. the, best, the best mother that we can be mm -hmm. or the best person that we can be, the best leader that we can be is to be again authentic to who we are so mm -hmm. you know if i'm not the knitting sewing baking kind of mother <laughs> it doesn't matter i'm i'm a powerhouse of a woman i'm a mm -hmm. you know my daughter some years ago and my kids are all growing up now obviously because I'm, I'm a grandmother mm -hmm. and when i decided to come back to my business she said um she made up she loves to make up words she's nearly mm -hmm. 30 but she loves to make up words um, and she called it, she put a thing on Facebook about me being K-rageous, meaning courageous, K-rageous. You know, that in my 50s, I was returning back and taking risks right. to go and recreate my own business and up-level it and, and make it even bigger and better than it's been before at an age where mm -hmm. people are sort of going, oh, should you be? Do you know what I mean? You, oh, once you right. get in, you're sort of on that home stretch to retirement and, right. and all the rest of it. And I just love the fact that she, and I thought, no, I have been a great mum because I've demonstrated mm -hmm. courage. I've demonstrated go for you, you know, follow you, follow that guidance, follow that aspiration, take risks, mm -hmm. you know, have, have that foot in both worlds. Um, mm -hmm. And it's actually the only way that life really works out. And we're being told all the time by our own wisdom where right. to go. We've right, you know when something is wrong or you know when it's right. Yeah, yeah. And we betray ourselves when we listen to the, to the wounded part, when we listen to that unconscious. You know, yes, every time we don't take action. Oh, you mm -hmm. see, you see you haven't got what it takes. You see you are, you know. But it, 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 feels, it feels like you have to lean in sometimes and you're terrified. And I say to people, fear is your friend. Mm -hmm. Fear is that signpost telling you, hey, girl, you're heading in the right direction, but you're mm -hmm. going to have to get uncomfortable because you're going to have to grow into the person that you aren't yet. Most definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I so love if you it. Go, I'm terrified. I'm scared. And you mm -hmm. go okay, that's a good thing. I'm meant to be right now. There's a lot of that. Right, because if you're uncomfortable, that means you're in the right direction. You're in the right direction. So put it in the passenger seat. You mm -hmm. know, my daughter, when she was in Italy, told me of <laughs> this really uncomfortable situation of a road trip back from this lake mm -hmm. trip, and it was like three, four hours. Mm -hmm. And this guy started declaring his love for her. You know, and she said in the end, <laughs> So in the end, it was just like this really annoying person next to me that just wouldn't get it. And I just, I just kept focused and kept driving. So I say, you know what it's like that, you know, have you ever been on a road trip with someone that's really annoying, you know, you just got to let them do their thing. 
but you mm -hmm. keep you keep heading in the direction of of you know of your destination right that's what we need to do when the fear and the doubt and the insecurity comes up if we can understand it and its purpose and go mm -hmm. i'm putting you in the passenger seat i'm going to drive this is really annoying i want it to feel <laughs> easier than this but it's not going to be but it will become easier right i keep driving mm -hmm. you know yeah i totally agree so if you have to say one thing to women and young girls around the world to inspire them to dream without limitations what would it be know that you deserve it it is your absolute birthright to come in here and live a life you love and it's not always going to be easy but the mm -hmm. challenges come so that you can dig deeper and actually realize and recognize you've got this i've got a saying you know nothing comes to you that, that you're not yet capable of already handling mm -hmm. you just got to realize you're capable right and turn your vision inwards you know meditation is an incredible practice for, for disciplining the mind the spirit for turning your vision in, for turning up and amping up, you know, that voice within. Mm -hmm. But it is your birthright to live a life you love. And don't sit in a rocking chair at the end of your days going, I wonder what would have happened if. Right. You know? Never want to regret or, you know, have those what ifs like do it. I I tell people all the time, if you want to create a magazine and nobody buys it, it doesn't matter because you did it. And you well, don't exactly. have to say, I always wanted to create this. I wanted, always wanted to do this. You've been able to do it. Don't let anything stop you. And you know what? Invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. Girls and, and women will go out and buy shoes and go out for dinners and buy new dresses. If you've got an aspiration and you haven't got all the skill sets, mm -hmm. invest in yourself. Right. to bring on board the people that can support mm -hmm. you, that have the knowledge that you don't yet have, mm -hmm. you know, and right. um, understand how the mind works, understand how energy works, understand what's going on and don't expect it to be really easy all the time because if it's easy mm -hmm. all the time, you aren't growing. Mm -hmm. And doesn't it I feel amazing when you've faced a challenge and then you break through, mm -hmm. it's that moment of, whoa. <laughs> well, definitely. And then investing in yourself does not always require monetary value. So no. a lot of times investments include time, just taking out the time to say, let me learn more about myself. Let me learn how to do this skill. Let yeah. me learn to, let Podcast, me read this book. Books, talking to people. You know, mm -hmm. all of it. It doesn't always take money, but mm -hmm. it takes action of some sort. Mm -hmm. You know, and what yeah. you're gonna what you're gonna align to and listen to and surround. You know, who you surround yourself with and podcasts like this and um, books and articles and and you know. But but again, whatever whatever it is for you. But no, it doesn't always take money. Investment is not necessarily always a monetary investment in self. Sometimes right. it is. And sometimes it's it's just what you immerse yourself in. But you know, you only you only get to do you once. 
and life yes. is bleeding. <laughs> you know, my my it um comes by like daughter, that. <laughs> my daughters have lost some some very very close friends at very young ages. Mm -hmm. So you don't know. So all you you've never got know. Is, you've, all you've got is today. Mm -hmm. Today, 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 and you know sometimes you're riding the crest of the wave, but sometimes you crash. Sometimes you tumble around in the ocean. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're laying on the sand and you're trying to catch your breath. <laughs> you know, it's like fifth gear in the car, fourth gear, third mm -hmm. gear, first gear, pit stop. But you're still moving. It's not always going to be high speed. It's not always going to feel easy. It's not always going to feel simple. Mm -hmm. You know, but, but persistence and just realignment all the time. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's your absolute birthright to live a life you love. Most definitely. Well, we thank you so much, Kay, for coming and sharing your story. Truly inspiring, truly encouraging, and I loved every bit of it. I do want to give the opportunity to allow the audience to know if they want to reach you for services, um, just to contact you for a quick chat or to follow your journey. How can they do that? Um, look, best to go to my website, uh, K-A-Y-E-D-O-R-A-N.com. There's a free one-day workshop that I've just put up there that I've run for 15 years if they want to do some self-exploration and mm -hmm. find out their limiting beliefs and sort of change that and realign that's on there. Some free meditations, you know, or you can track me down on Facebook um, under my personal name or under Inner Expressions. But I'm a very approachable person. So, hey, if you, if you have questions and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in this because I love this. Right. Yes, yeah. definitely. Well, we thank you so much for sharing your time with us today. I know it's really late where you are, so we do appreciate you for sharing your story, inspiring us, encouraging us, and empowering us as women. We thank everyone once again for tuning in to Made to Dream. Once again, I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and we'll see you next time.